What's going on, my people? It is your man, Jay Swan. And I'd like to welcome y'all to the Free Spirit Podcast. On the Free Spirit Podcast, I will give you the latest in entertainment, music, sports, and also give you that Free Spirit talk. Y'all stay tuned. Everybody, it is your man Jay Swan, and I like to welcome y'all to the 16th episode to the Free Spare Podcast. I hope everyone is enjoying their day, their evening, whether it's nighttime or you know, whether you're in Baltimore or California, Japan, New York City, Canada, outer space. Planet Namek, wherever, <laughs> wherever um, you are tuned into the Free Spirit Podcast, and it's a blessing, man. And today is going to be a good day because I will have a guest later on in the show, my homeboy Cheese, and we'll be talking about some wrestling stuff. We'll be talking about you know some sports stuff, and also. I will be reviewing the latest um, WWE pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell. And, like, um, I didn't get the chance to finish it all, but I just recently did. So, like, stay in tune for that. But now, we are going to get into some free spare talk. And I got my voice chakra ready, people. I got it ready. And today, for the free spare talk. I will be talking about the art of not caring. Not caring is power. And I mean stoicism. And you are asking yourself probably what is stoicism. And I will give you a definition. Stoicism. The endurance of pain or hardship without the display of feeling and without complaint. Being calm in a certain situation, right? It's like, you know, your circumstances that's right in front of you, whether it's small or big, doesn't really control you mentally. Like, you have that mindset like, okay, this is like, okay, this could be a problem. And I'll get through it, whatever it is, right? And I'm going to tell you a story about Ruben Hurricane Carter, right? And for a few others. And um, I was inspired to do this because I saw a video about Ruben Hurricane Carter, about his time he was in jail, right? He was at the height of his career in the 1960s, right? He was a professional boxer, You know, he was well known. And then 
around like maybe 1966, he was wrongly convicted and he was sentenced to, you know, sentenced to jail. He was sent to jail, right? And um, what um, he went through at that time was like, okay, he realized he was in a big situation and he was going to get himself out. So, what he did during that time in jail, he refused to get visits from people, he refused to act like a prisoner, and he refused to give in. And even though he was going through a big time trial, well, you know, he was like trying to fight his way out, and like something, like he was trying to... um fight off something that was more powerful than he was, he refused to be like, hey, I'm powerless. I'm going to get this done. So, like, what he did, he was working every day to, you know, see what he can do about overturning, you know, the, uh, you know, trying to get himself free, Right? And he refused to accept visitors, refused to, like, you know, um, uh, rage, refused to, like, give in. And, like, it made him more intellectual, made him smarter. And, like, it made him a stronger individual. So, like, during that time, he was just using, you know, libraries, reading every document. You know, going through, reading a bunch of books to help him through his, like, time in jail. And it took two trials to overturn it, and then he was a free man. So, that is, like, one of the most powerful stories I heard. It took over 18 years to get it done, but he got it done. And that is just amazing, man. Like... Not only Ruben Hurricane Carter used jail as far as like, hey, I could just do my time here and like go through like a metamorphosis or change like, you know, to make myself better. Like, I'm not going to let this whole big thing dictate where I'm going. You see where I'm going at? Like, Malcolm X did it. I believe Malcolm X... um got his masters in jail. Also, Nelson Mandela, you know, went through the same, like, you know, went through uh, that time in prison for real. And he, they knew it was like big situations, but it didn't, you know, break him at all. Now, another figure I would talk about, like my, uh, Martin Luther King, you know, him going through the, during the 1960s with the uh, civil rights movement where he was being beaten up, getting arrested, rocks thrown at him, spit at, uh, spit on, like, you know, by the prejudice. And he had, you know, people by his side. And Martin Luther King did not give in. He did not of course, flip out on people that he was like, okay, 
they're showing a whole bunch of hate. But I could, of course, you know, show them another way for real. I'm going to be super calm. I'm not going to let my emotions get the best of me. And that's what Martin Luther King did. Like, he didn't give in, right? He was being very calm, even through a dark time period in the 1960s. Another historic figure, Muhammad Ali. I remember in the movie Ali starting Will Smith. He, they picked him to go into the army to fight in Vietnam. And a situation was like, hey, I'm not going to, he was like this, I'm not going to go over there. No Viet Cong ever called me nigga. They ain't do nothing to me. Like, and he had to go through trial or if he lost, he would have went to jail for five years. And he made a huge sacrifice in the prime of his career just to say, no, like, they did nothing to me. And he, of course, like, you know, was enraged, but he didn't give in. And he, of course, he was not sent to jail. And he won that, Right. I think he was fighting like the Supreme Court. I remember that movie. I used to watch that movie a bunch of times when I was like 11, 12 years old. It was just like similar, you know, the Ruben Hurricane's, you know, Ruben Hurricane Carter story where, of course, in certain situations, you are enraged, like you are upset, but you don't let your emotions get the best of you. You're being calm. And, you know, those brothers that I just named, you know, there's something very powerful for themselves and like have these stories where they could just spread them and like pass it down to generations like, hey, situ- like, you're going through something, but you're probably going through something right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, but you will get through it. Like, um... I was uh, doing, you know, lift and I was picking up a couple cancer patients. One cancer patient last week um, was giving me some game about how he'd been going to, you know, chemo for like how many years. And he was giving me tips on like, you know, what to do to prevent it. Right. And he told me as well, like, hey, like, I'm, this is like going to be like my final time. Like, I just got two more visits and then like, you know, I'm done. Like, I'm home free. I'll beat this. And I'm like, yo, that is so powerful. He didn't let like a disease like cancer dictate you know, his mindset or where he was going. He was being, of course, I can only imagine you battling cancer. You're battling cancer. That is like, well, I know so many people that lost their lives because of cancer. And this young man was around like maybe around my age or maybe a little bit old. I probably would say like he was maybe like 34, 35, but he said, I just have two more, 
you know, schedule appointments and then like, yo, I'm going to beat this. Like, I beat it. And I don't have to go ever again. That is super powerful. And just today, just today, I was talking to this young woman named Pamela Tardy, who was also a cancer patient. And we was having like a little discussion, you know, um, talking about life and stuff. And shout out to her if you're listening. And she was talking about this was her last time ever going through like, you know, chemotherapy. Right. And she said like, hey, I I just have like two more appointments and stuff like, you know, just to get through that. And I'm done with it. And I'm like home free. And I'm like, yo, that is so powerful. She didn't let that cancer get to her. A big situation like cancer. So, man, that's just, wow, inconceivable. Like, that's just, they're true goats for that, man. Some people would have just gave up, but not those two. Not the people I just named. Like, that's just beautiful to hear. Like, wow, super powerful. So, whatever situation you're going through, just remember, whether it's big or small, like, you can either make you or, like, you know, make you or break you, whatever you, but path you're taking, and, like, you are strong, right? Like, looking at Something that could be small, like, okay, I got to pay this bill and I'm looking at this number and don't let that number get to you because you already know you're going to get that paid, right? Or your car note, or maybe you're late on rent. You already know it's going to get paid. Just got to take care of it, right? Um, Whether you got like a check engine light, you got a check engine light, take care of that. Right? You know you're going to take care of that. Whatever you got, just take care of it. Or, let's see. Anything else, like, um, if you see, like, uh, maybe signs like your car might be breaking down, like, go to a shop. Like, you know what you got to do. Right? Just make sure you take care of whatever it is. Like, don't let that you know, mentally break you down. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is a huge, um, I said a huge quote. One of the uh, best quotes I heard from, like, Robert Greene from the 48 Laws of Power. He said, the best revenge on something is to give it no attention at all. Meaning, you can care, but don't let that be that all or like um making you feel like dad i don't know if i'm gonna get out this one you are gonna get out this one i'm pretty confident you will right and bad moments are only temporarily right and stoicism i'm telling you like we human beings go through stuff every day we all go through stuff, 
It's just how it's like what we do in those certain moments. Like, how can we handle this? Some people have strong, thick skin, and some people are just, you know, they just can't handle the pressure when their back's against the wall. But I'm telling you, stoicism is the way to go. And, like, to get to a stoic mindset, you just have to train your brain and be like, yo, I know there are going to be some hard and tough times in my life. I just have to mentally, excuse me, be mentally prepared for whatever and have that strong faith of whatever you believe in, whether it's the universe, God, yourself, whoever. Just remember, just have that faith and you will be fine. I'm going to take a brief intermission and I'll be right back and I will talk about the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Y'all stay tuned. Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore tears. Let the song cry. Speaking for my peers. Asking myself, why am I here? These circumstances so unfair. Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore tears. Let the song cry. Speaking for my peers. Asking myself, why am I here? Hear me out when I cry. Baltimore tears. Home of- Welcome back to the Free Spirit Podcast, people. It is your man, Jay Swan, aka Jay Swizzy, and I'm about to get busy with this review of the Hell in a Cell that took place a couple weeks ago. Right, and what I'm gonna do for each match is that I'm gonna to give it a grade from like, of course, like maybe the highest is like an A plus, and like you know how they did in school, like the lows would be like a D or F or whatever. Now I'm gonna start off with the Omas and MVP versus Bobby Lashley. I'm gonna be honest with you, this was a shitty match. I did not like it at all, bro. Like, it had little chemistry. Um, Omos looked... Uh, I just was not feeling him in this match at all. MVP looked good. But, um, I felt like Omos... If this was like a singles match with Bobby Lashley versus MVP, it would have been better. But Omos was just not it for this match, man. But I give this grade, I give this, um, the match a D at best. I give it a D. Now, Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. I would say this was a silent match. These guys were really going back and forth. Um, you know, like I said, the chemistry was great. And like, it was so believable with these two. And I give... The grade, the grade for this match, I'll give it a solid B, right? Now, Judgment Day versus Liv Morgan, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles. This match right here was like one of the best matches throughout the night. And it was like a, um, like a 
tag team, like a triple tag team match. Not triple tag team, but you get where I'm coming from. And, yo, I got to say, like, uh, Liv Morgan, man, she has the potential to be women's champion in the future. Finn Balor, um, man, Finn Balor, man, he's just an athletic, like, he's so agile when he jumps off the rope. And, like, Judgment Day with Edge. Edge, come on, man. Edge is Edge. And then you got uh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, I'll say this, man. She's, like, probably one of the strongest uh, women wrestlers today besides Bianca Belair. And, man, I saw a lot of strength for her. And she kicks a whole lot of ass, bro. She just kicks a whole lot of ass. And um, Judgment Day end up winning the match. And I give the match um, a grade of an A-. Now, Happy Corbin versus Matt Moss. And, like, I'm not really too big on the Happy Corbin. But this match was pretty good. It was a decent match. Um, they was outside of the ring a lot. He was controlling the match throughout the whole, let's say, I'd say the match was like a good maybe maybe 15 minutes, 18 minutes. And Madcalf Moss was like really doing this thing in the ring. And he ended up taking the W. And I give this match, let's see. <sighs> I give it a B. I give it a B. Now, um, Theory versus um, Ali, right, for the United States uh, Championship. Now, this match right here was two high flyers, like two, um, let's see, they're not really too much of heavyweights, but, you know, there was so much that was going on. I thought Ali, uh, must, uh, what's his name, um? Mustafa Ali, that's his name. He really brought his game onto the ring. And um, I had a feeling he was going to lose. But um, what I will say is that I don't think this feud is probably not going to be over anytime soon. In theory, um, I'll say this too, man. He has a lot of character, man. He's very charismatic, doing all these selfies, like, every time he ends up, like, winning the match or whatever, and, like, hey, that's what I like about, you know, the current day of wrestling. Like, it has a lot of people that have personalities, which is so dope. In theory, he's also a dope wrestler, so, and he ended up winning the match, so, but I get this match a B-. minus. Now, we are getting... To the big fish. Right? Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes in the Hell of the Soul match, y'all. Yo, I'm going to say this right here now, bro. B100, keep it a buck with y'all. Yo, these two have great chemistry together. And, like, all three of their matches, like, from WrestleMania... 
WrestleMania Backlash and on uh, Hell in a Cell, they were both great. They, they were they were great. All three of those matches were great. I don't know which one was the best. This probably well, I'll say the WrestleMania match was the best. But I'ma say this is like arguably three matches of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like with the WrestleMania, WrestleMania backlash at Hell of the Cell. And Cody Rose ended up winning. And man, Cody Rose is really showing off, bro. He really is. And Seth Rollins, you know, Seth Rollins is going to be Seth Rollins. And I don't know what's going to happen next. Like, are they going to keep this feud going? Probably so. I believe so. And um, I got to pick up on uh, Raw and SmackDown. But um, this was a A-plus match, man. Because, like, they was really kicking each other asses. They were really doing some crazy moves in the ring, man. They really were. Me and my boys were like, what is going on here? And they really bought that A game. I give the match an A+. But, I'm not going to be biased. But, the triple threat match with the ladies. Becky Lynch. Asuka. And the EST of the WWE. Bianca Belair. Bro, I'm going to say this right here and now. Alright. When me and my boys were watching this shit, we were like, yo. My boy Kenny said this, like, yo. Women wrestling really evolved, bro. It really has evolved. Because I remember back in, let's see. When Trish Stratus, um, Stacey Keebler, and Tori Wilson, like, they were, like, brought in as, like, models, right? And, like, some, the only wrestler, woman wrestler that was actually taken serious at that time, no discredited to everyone else, like, other ladies, but China, but, was China, and, like, you know, Y'all know how I really feel about China. But, man, this match right here was just... Jeez, man. Yo, Becky really wanted that W, yo. She really, like... They was doing some crazy stuff in the ring. Oh, my God. Like, it was super crazy. Oscar was doing the thing. And Bianca ended up winning the match. And to my listeners, I'm not going to be biased. Y'all know I'm a Bianca Belair fan. For the very first time, I never thought I would have a woman wrestler over China. I thought I would never say that to you, to anybody in the public, or anyone who's a wrestling fan. I thought I wouldn't have no one over China. She, intercontinental champion, woman who won the Royal Rumble. 
I'm not won the Royal Rumble, but she was in the Royal Rumble and she was also in the King of the Ring. But man, Bianca, man, I think I gotta have her over China. And I'm gonna be real with y'all, y'all. Bianca is in my top 10 wrestlers of all time. Bro, it's something about her where she's gotten a whole lot better with her mic skills, more comfortable in her presence of other wrestlers. You know, she kind of reminds me of she got that British she she's she reminds me of British Bulldog in a way like a black girl that's like you know that's super strong you know she has that that it factor like she's very athletic she was doing some moves where Kenny and Shamal were like oh shit oh shit in the match. All three of them bought their A game. So I give the grade of this match. A plus and Bianca. Her reign still continued. And um, hopefully her and Rhea Ripley. And like money in the bank. Will bring like yo. A lot of shit in the ring. Like for real. You know what I'm saying? But, man, I'll be right back, and I will bring on my boy Cheese, and we'll be talking about more wrestling and more sports stuff. Y'all stay tuned. Welcome back to the Free Spirit Podcast, my people. It is your man, Jay Swan, a.k.a. Black Gohan, a.k.a. The Black Super Saiyan, a.k.a. Swizzy, about to get busy right now. And for the very first time, I got a guest on the show. I've been knowing this guy for like at least maybe since 2009 or even before that, maybe 2008. And um, real good guy, real supporter, real, you know, genuine dude is a real passionate guy for wrestling and sports. He's a real good friend of mine, like I said, and I would like to welcome on to the Free Spare Podcast. My very first guest on here, my man Devin Cheese. What's up, Cheese? Yeah, what's good, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Just, just I'm just working and surviving, man. Living one day at a time. One day at a time. One day at a time. So, like, yo, you know what's so great? You're like the very first guest for the Free Spare Podcast, man. Yo, congratulations, right. man. That's what's good, man. Yeah, thank you for, you know, actually, you know, coming on here for real, man. This is, like, really dope. So, like, I wanted to ask you, right, you know, you are a wrestler, right? Mm -hmm. You are a wrestler. Most definitely. um, I just want to know, like, where did you first start, like, you know, wrestling for real? Like, tell me, like, a little bit of background. Like, who inspired you? Like, who was, like... The names that made you like, yo, I want to do this. Well, pretty much my main inspiration would have to be, I would have to say Mark Henry 
and okay. also Triple H, and and also I would have to say um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, the Attitude Era! You bring it back all to day. the Attitude Era, man. All, all day, man, all day, and you know those guys really inspire me to like really give this a try, especially Mark Henry, um, because a lot of these wrestlers. They look pretty much jacked up, you know, like buff in a way, you know what I'm saying? But Mark Henry is a living proof where, like, you don't have to have jacked up muscles to be in the ring, to do in-ring competition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so pretty much it built up my confidence to, like, actually give it a try. And also I went to a SmackDown show back around late 2009, and, and that pretty much – really made my mind up trying to get into the um sports entertainment business okay smackdown 2009 was that in the, uh the royal farms arena yes it was it was at the royal farms arena definitely okay 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 so like can you recall like your first ever match because like here's the thing about wrestling <laughs> right that mm-hmm. i know this about you know what you guys do in the ring People will say it's fake, but I will tell those people that if you get into a ring, that's a guy that's like who is a real professional. That's like it, it don't matter if it's John Cena or The Rock or um, Tess or Kane. Like you know what I'm saying? Those big body guys. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they could actually like they could lift us up like it's nothing. They could lift me up. I weigh only like 209 pounds. They could lift me up like it's nothing. So like what was like your first experience ever in the rink? You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, the first experience I ever had in the ring, it was basically what we call a practice match. Okay. Um basically things that we learned, the um the moves that we want to try out, you know, you know to actually develop our craft. Now, I'm going to put it to you this way, man. Wrestling yeah. is not all that fake. Believe okay. me. It's really not all that fake. It's actually predetermined. There's a difference between pre- um, predetermined and fake. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we do get bumps. We do get bruises. We We train hard to learn how to fall without hurting ourselves badly you know i mean hey one on um, one wrong move you can break your neck for real man and i seen accidents happen right you, um you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's 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 i'm not a easy i seen people that look like they are in the best shape of their lives for real and they can't even run the ropes you know what i mean oh that's a big take right there and you say oh, yeah. you could, and you could uh easily get hurt because like i watched the show Young Rock, and then like his early stages before he was even Rock Mavia, and he was getting trained by his dad. I noticed that like um, how he was taking like falls, like you know, even though it was like a boxing ring, which mm-hmm. he was saying, but like you know, it takes a whole lot of practice. Is what I'm saying. Like, hey, you can actually hurt yourself. Do you remember the wrestler draws? The wrestling drugs? No, not drugs. Draws. Draws. Like oh, oh yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Draw. Yeah. Yeah. I um, remember I remember he got paralyzed on an accident. Yes, it was on a uh, episode of SmackDown, I believe. Yeah, that was around 1999. Oh yes. 
Yeah. Most definitely. Uh, yes, I mean, accidents will happen. Um, that's why they say the hazards are real. The injuries are real. Most oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there were times where, like, like, even when I was doing it for real, even though we didn't have shows like, like a daily and weekly, like you see Raw and SmackDown, our bodies be torn up, man. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, we feel like we're in pain. We don't think we can do this. Like The Undertaker. Undertaker be out for like a couple of months just because he did WrestleMania. He put his body on the line, man. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, like, this is a sport where you have to rely certain parts of your body to protect you. Like you use paddings in football and stuff like that, yeah. Wow, no doubt. Like, uh, you see, like, um, it's a whole lot that goes on in the wrestling ring and into the business. Like, people think, like, hey, uh, I could just high fly off the ladder like Jeff Hardy or Matt Hardy or Shawn Michaels, like, doing this. What is that, a somersault? Or what is is that, a somersault or a moonsault? That's a moonsault. Okay, that's like a moonsault, yeah. Like, or like, you know, Macho Man dropping the elbow, like the elbow drop. And like, oh. that takes a whole lot of practice, like I said, from my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Because I love wrestling. Like to watch oh, it. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, like, yeah. So, like, do you recall your first ever match? I would have to say, I would have to say Autumn Armageddon. Rage in the Cage, Ooh. where pretty much uh, that's when every match was in the cage for real. Um, I faced uh, – who did I face? Um, no, 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 no. The first actual match would have to be what I call the practice match. That yeah. was more like a free show. It was a free show that day. Okay. And I'm in a tag team match, basically. And uh, – Wes Mercer almost broke my neck. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. In, <laughs> in, in a lock. In a in lock, lock for real. Yes. A headlock for real. In a headlock? And, oh, yes. And next thing I know, I had to pretty much, like, after the match, I had to take some aspirin for real, man. I mean, the pain is real. Oh, yeah. Oh. The pain is real. It, 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 it was a whole lot of stamina. The most important thing about wrestling, you need that cardio. You need that stamina, man, because a two-minute match can feel like an hour. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Because, like, um, it's like, you know, any sport needs cardio. Like, I mean, all the sports needs cardio out there. You have to. Like, you just can't go into the ring thinking, like, hey, I could do this body slam or like run on like you know towards the ropes, thinking everything is gonna be good. Cause like like I said, you have to be professionally, um, you have to be professionally aware and like man, that's all. That's a risk, man. Like you almost. Oh, well, well, I'll put it to you yeah. this way, man. When I first got into it, I was cocky. I was cocky. I thought, okay. oh, yeah, I'm watching this on TV, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I can do this for real. Wrong answer. I had a rude awakening. There was a few times where I joined the rail club where you practice real hard, and next thing you know, you lean over the rail and you throw up. Oh. Oh, yeah. 
oh yeah, it was tough training for real. Um, and I do have to admit, at that time, I wasn't in the best of shape to actually do wrestling for real. I got to be real. You um, know what I'm saying? But it was, I guess it was the thought of me trying out something that I really wanted to do. It really got over to my head, for real. I didn't really come into the game the best of shape. I'm, I'm, I mean, like, I'm in way better shape than when I was 10, 10 11 years ago. Mm. <laughs> Most definitely. And like I said, I underestimated the sport. And um, I guess, you know, my thought of going, trying pro wrestling again, I got much better respect for it. Mm-hmm. You know, keep, um, keep my body right. And yeah, and just look forward to the future. Okay. Okay. So as far as like wrestling <laughs> right now, who do mm-hmm. you like? Or respect. I would have to respect Adam Cole. Okay, Adam Cole. Okay. Most definitely Adam Cole. Because um, well, one, I know Adam Cole. You okay. know, I actually met him in EWA Pain Factory. Okay. You know, and um, you know, like I shook his hand a few times and I talked to him backstage, you know, be um before he got real famous. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I and like I seen some of his matches. Matter of fact, my favorite match that I seen was with him and Ryan McBride. Ryan McBride did uh, some kind of move on him, and he slammed on the chair, and he had a vicious cut on his back. And I'm like, yo, that was awesome. Ooh. You you know they put on a good show. He's a good worker, man. A real good worker, no doubt. Oh. Um. And- since I think he was like 13 years old. Oh, okay. Watched him from, um, well, when I got into EWA and I watched him and then he went on to, uh, I think he went on to uh, ROH and then World Wrestling Entertainment. Okay. And then now AEW. <laughs> okay, so he is on AEW. Yes, he is. Okay. All yeah, that's like a that's like I'm not I'm not gonna lie I haven't watched one uh show of AEW, but um I'm very interested in like you know looking at it. Oh yeah, you gotta watch it, man. You gotta watch it. AEW is the talk right now. You know, um, like the, those performers they put on a show that you will never forget. It will make you stand out of your seat. Okay, you know what I'm saying, and um, I guess because. You know, World Wrestling Entertainment right now, like just last week on Raw, I think they said they had the lowest ratings of viewers and also the lowest percentage. I mean, like a low percentage of people that are actually attending the event, Mm -hmm. which is crazy, you know. Um, But I guess, you know, there's a new show in town. It's going to reach it's I mean, it's going to raise eyebrows. Okay. And fierce competition, man. Well, I mean, like, I mean, it's going to be tough because, like, uh, WWE been around for, like, almost 70 or maybe 80 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. WWE is not, like, a walk in the park. But I will give AEW a try, like, to watch. You know what I'm saying? I'll give that a try, a try to watch. 
Give it a try. Because I guess because, you know, I guess we're older. You know what I'm saying? And, like, if you really paid attention when you was watching WWE, uh -huh. like, the same, like, exact thing happens. You know, like, uh, uh, um, good guy gets beat down real bad, comes back with revenge, takes out the bad guy. Bad guy loses. Bad guy suddenly turns into the good guy. You know, it's that's pretty much the same pattern. And I think if it, it on World Wrestling Entertainment. Mm. You know, not enough wrestling, too much talking. Don't get me wrong, some of them superstars got some good acting skills. I ain't gonna doubt that. And you got wrestlers holding titles for a real long time, facing the same person every time they have a title match, it gets boring. You know what I mean? Not oh. no creativity anymore. Oh, okay. I mean, like, to each his own. I mean, like, I actually like some of the... I actually like what's going on with the WWE as far as, like, their bookings. I feel like last year, their bookings was kind of off, but right now, when it comes to their shows for, like, pay-per-view events, is getting better. Hey, man. To each his own. Like I said, AEW, you might want to watch it, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> their ratings went up. They went up. They went through the damn roof for real. You know what I mean? Uh, now, um, let's move over to some uh, basketball because, like, you know, if you guys must uh, know, she's is a Celtics fan. All day. And he did beat my Miami Heat, so I gotta congratulate him for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all, y'all did do y'all. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna have to, I mean, underestimate the Miami Heat. Yeah, it's just uh, we had a lot of. Uh, I'm not gonna make any excuses, but we had injury problems. Like Tyler Hero had a groin injury. Jimmy <laughs> Butler had a knee injury. You know what I'm saying that's our two main players. But um, oh yeah. Yeah, that's our two main players, but you guys are in the finals playing against the Warriors. And like, uh, I was watching the game yesterday. It's a pretty an intense series. When I mean intense, it's like, okay, you don't know what you're going to get from either side. Like, you know, even though the Warriors have more experience in the finals, but um, you never know. Like, uh, the way I'm looking at it, it could go either way. I feel like, in my opinion, the, um, Series is gonna go to seven, the seven seven games, and so I uh, I'm going to ask you, like, what do you think of the finals so far? Well, so far the finals, it's war, it's war for me. <laughs> I never underestimated the Warriors. I think Steph Curry is one hell of a player. I think Clay Thompson. Is one hell of a player, and even Draymond Green. You dig what I'm saying? I mean, Steph Curry broke the record of the most uh, three pointers, yes. I believe. Yes, he has. Yes, most definitely, yes, man. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, hey, look, I think the Celtics can give them a run for their money. I mean, I'm going to stay humble with this, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, Celtics got some guns too. But I believe if we tighten up on our defense, we can really, really raise some eyebrows. Yeah. I believe so. 
Yeah. I believe so because we could put points on the board all day long. And we need to come up with some better strategies. I mean, like, that's what basketball, football, even baseball, even golf is like. You know what I'm saying? You got to develop a strategy for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean. Tatum, I think he's going to be the next big thing. Oh, really? Well, how so? Well, hey. Didn't he break a few records already? He broke a few records of, I think, steel on the board per game. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm about not that. saying that he's going to be the next Kobe Bryant. I'm not saying he's 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 going to be the next Kobe Bryant. No way. Uh uh-uh. uh LeBron James he ain't even the next Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody has their own lane. Yeah. Everyone has their own lane. Like I feel like Jason Tatum is going to be the next Jason Tatum, and LeBron James is already LeBron. So yeah, that's true. Shoot, that's that, true. T- totally different styles. Totally different styles. Well, and, like, um, I got from the finals real quick. I digress. I mean, hey, I don't think LeBron going to retire until he gets six rings for real. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? I doubt that. I think he's going to. I think he's going to really basically hustle his ass off to get into six rings. Uh, you wow. know, that's a big statement. I mean, hey, I mean, hey. hey, I tell it like it is for real, man. I mean, like every year he puts he puts in work for real. You know what I'm saying? But hey, uh, one man don't make a team. Uh, there is no team. You know. They they um they gotta get it together, man. They gotta get it together. But like as I was saying about the finals, man, game six and game seven, I think we're gonna be watching history for real, man. Okay. I think we're gonna be seeing the third world war in basketball terms. <laughs> third world war. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. Most definitely. Because yeah. game six is in Boston. And that comes on at uh, 9 o'clock on Thursday. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm going to come home, shower, eat, <laughs> maybe put my phone on on, on them. Do not disturb. Matter of fact, I might not do that for real. I mean, hey, it could be some urgent calls. But the main people that can call me is my girl and my family. That's it. <laughs> All right? That's it. Yeah, but other I, than that, I'm going to be watching the game. I'm going to wish your team the best of luck, man, because, like, you know, uh, it's been a while since the Celtics won a championship. I think it's been since, like, what, 2008 when Doc Rivers was the coach? Oh, yeah. 2008. i never forget it. Um, that's when they beat the L.A. Lakers. And I like that finals. I like that year for real. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yo, Paul Pierce. Kevin Garnett. What more King? Oh, and um, um, yeah, um, my boy Ray Allen. And you had Rajon, and you had Rajon Rondo and Kendrick Perkins, and also Tony oh. Allen and James Hosey. Most definitely, <laughs> most definitely. I can't believe I forgot him. I'm, 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 I mean, like I was always stuck on Paul Pierce, Allen, and Garnett, man. Yeah, I guess because I watched them. Way before Ray Jean and them got signed, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, also, I want to uh, 
ask you about we like the world may not know this, but maybe your fans, well, not fans, well, you got fans on Facebook, but yes, um, I do. You do have fans, that's right. So, like, the people on your Facebook know that you are a Cowboys fan. So, how did you become a Cowboys fan? How did I become a Cowboys fan? Right. Oh yeah. man, that's a that is the best question ever, man. I became a Cowboys fan years ago. I would have to I I I don't think I was five years old, man. Um, because I remember my mother told me that I got that I received cowboy pajamas when I was a little kid. Okay. Yeah, I really don't remember that. I mean, I can remember certain things when I was four years old, I believe. But yeah, but Ever since then, I became a Cowboys fan. My favorite Cowboy player of all time is my boy Emmitt Smith. Wow, you took a back to Emmitt Smith? All day, man. And the best and, like, my favorite lineman of all time on the Cowboys, Larry Allen. Larry Allen. Wow. The one that, that I broke the record of the most reps on the bench press, the only lineman in history to bench press 700 pounds. Mm, yes. I'm the strongest football player of all time. Oh, he's that strong? Jeez. He's that strong. Matter of fact, he's the inspiration why I got into weightlifting. Oh, okay. That's why great. I started to lift weights. He was my main inspiration, man. You, you know what? For I thought you um. You was gonna say your favorite player is like uh all time favorite player will be like um not Troy Aikman but um like Mom, uh what's his name Michael Irvin. I thought you were gonna say Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin was okay, but not like my boy Emmett Smith, man. Yeah. So Emmett um, Smith. You said Emmett Smith? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Emmett Smith all time leading Russia as far as like, you know, running backs. So, like, yeah, I can see why. And he was a beast back at his day with the Cowboys and the Cardinals. Of course, of course. Um, Let me also ask you, like, what do you think about the uh, current um, Cowboys roster right now? Well, I believe the roster now, they got potential. They okay. really do got potential, man. I mean, like, I just think we need – new coaching mm. we need new coaching not just football players win games coaches do absolutely did. i mean the way i see it if we get a new coach and a new owner we can really do some damage for real i mean every year the cowboys always always try to make an effort yeah. To get into the playoffs. And when we do get playoffs, yes, I do gotta admit, we choke. We choke like him <laughs> and off the eight mile. We choke <laughs> off the eight mile. I mean, hey. Oh Good. man. M came back and wore bass. And that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> All right. That's what we are going to do. Okay. Like, oh. I gotta be humble for real. All the teams on there. On in um, I mean, all the teams in the NFL, they could show potential. I mean, like I was shocked. Kansas City Chiefs did a lot of damage. Um, 
even the Bills. Wow. That's what's up. The yeah. Titans. But hey, I got faith in my team. And, and mind you, the Cowboys had one of the highest amounts of playoff wins. Don't forget about that. I think we're in third place of having the most playoff wins in the history of the NFL. Wow. I didn't 36 know that. playoff wins. Yes. 36 playoff wins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, my team are the Philadelphia Eagles, so we are rivals. Well, look, man. One thing I can say about Philadelphia y'all got some good cheesesteaks. Oh, that's it? Oh, so you're going to throw up my team. I mean, hey, I was a Sixers fan. I was a Sixers fan in the early 2000s. Well, all because of Allen Iverson. Uh I do got me. All right. Now, the Eagles, here's – all right. (laughs) My two favorite Eagles players of all times that I liked was Donovan McNabb and the cocky Terrell Owens, T.O., that's my favorite football player. That is funny. Yes, yeah, and yes, he played for the Cowboys too. And he, did, and he did play for the Cowboys. He did. Yeah, even though he was a show off, somebody, somebody that loved to show off. But hey, yeah, I got like it is. But I am proud of you all for winning the Super Bowl in the first time in history. Thank you. That year, okay. I mean, I was shocked. Yeah, and we are the only uh, conference, not conference, but the only division that all the teams have Super Bowls. Oh, yeah, and shout-outs to my boss. He's a big Eagles fan. Every time I walk into work during football season, usually all year round, but mostly football season, he always be harassing me about Cowboys suck, Cowboys suck. All right? Uh, Even when some of the football players come up in there, he always remind them. I am a Cowboys fan. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. And shouts to and shouts to Brent Urban. I actually um, met Brent Urban a few times when he was playing for the Ravens. He played for the Cowboys too. Shouts to him. He's back on the Ravens. I don't know why. He needs to come back to the boys, yo. Tell you. I mean, it is what it is, bro. But the uh, one uh, last question before you go. What's um, up? I want to ask you, how do you really feel about Dak Prescott as a quarterback? Like, do you feel mm-hmm. like he's like the next guy? Because you, he's been on your team for like a good maybe five, six years. Mm-hmm. And like, he's very talented. But in my opinion, I feel like um, he doesn't have that killer instinct. Well, which some people feel like he lacks. They say, like, uh, he put up the stats, but he doesn't have that will to actually get your team over the hump. I will have to admit, Dak Prescott, I mean, um, Dak, <laughs> Dak Prescott made a few stumbles, all right? I mean, like, nobody's perfect for real, okay? Nobody's not perfect, but he has – put in a lot of effort to putting stats on the board. Pretty much shocked a lot of people in the league, for real. Um, The number one thing is he needs to not get injured. He needs to really focus. Uh He he needs to talk with the wide receivers 
about how to get to a certain spot for real in order to make a good pass. Because it's not just him. It's not just him at all. I mean, he can throw the ball. Don't get it twisted. He he can throw the ball. And he needs to be careful doing a lot of those quarterback sneaks. He is not Michael Vick. Okay. <laughs> Michael Vick. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, because that ankle injury that he got, man, that year, that made my ankles hurt. Oh. Uh, that was painful. You talking about the injury that happened like a couple years ago? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that was – it was really brutal to watch, man. Of course, of course. I I mean, like, I must say, if that injury did not happen, that would have been our year right there. Oh, uh, here we go. That would <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm saying this. And before I go, I'm going to say this right now. We are going undefeated this year. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to be touched. I don't smoke. Asians, so I know what I'm talking about. All right, whoa, I know what I'm talking about, man. I'm uh, telling you, what goes around comes around. Okay, okay, um, sound very confident in your team, man. I commend you for that. Yes, I, I commend you. Well, oh, yeah, but look, my biggest dream when I was a kid, I wanted to play for the NFL and play for the Cowboys. Hey. Uh, hey, hey. Um, also, but uh, before you go though, right? Do you uh-huh. have like any uh words for anybody out there that is trying to be a wrestler? Like, you know, give them like words of advice, like, you know, what should they do, or like, you know, you know, giving them like, you know, some game for real. All right, I'm gonna just say this too, okay? I mean, these are my words about getting into that business. Have your money right, okay? Okay. Have your money right. Make sure you are healthy. If I was that person, I would go to the doctors first, get a physical to make sure that you are 100% healthy. Get in good shape. There's a difference between good shape and there's a difference between pro wrestling shape. Okay. Man, the okay. number one way to get into shape for wrestling is you got to have good strength. <clears throat> um, I would try yoga because you're going to need that flexibility. But most, but but like most definitely, cardio, mm. stamina. It's very important. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Word. Word. Well. Thank you, Cheese, for coming on to the Freeze Bed Podcast. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Anytime. It's really dope. And like, hey, um, you know, you probably be a uh, you know what? You'll be a uh, a guest again on the uh, Freeze Bed Podcast. You're always welcome to come back. And people, Cheese is also the guy that uh, helps me film out my videos. Oh yes, you already know, man. Bringing into the music game. Hey, it's all good. Yeah, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that is it for the Free Spare Podcast, people. And uh, thank you, Cheese, for being on the show. And I will talk to y'all next week. And y'all be safe. Uh, y'all do great things. And we are out. Be safe. Later.